Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, we're looking ahead to the Grass 10 Open Day on April 24th with John McNamara. On the second part of our interview with John, he gives us an insight into his grass story. So I guess, John, it's remiss of us to, to, to be here on the farm and, and really not get into the grass situation. So if we can delve into that a little bit, um, I suppose, can you talk through the grazing season on this farm, when it starts, um, you know, how the, the shoulders go for you? Yeah, Emma Louise, I suppose, look, the grazing season is when the cows are milking. So, you know, obviously that runs from probably, what, the 10th of February, I suppose, to, to the 1st of December, really. Um, we'll try and keep grass in the cow's diet as much as possible when the cow is milking. Um, that's the plan. Um, look, it'll be quite difficult, at the, you know, at the, maybe the very start of the year or maybe at, also at the very end. But sure, look, I suppose this year, you know, we're after coming out of a very difficult spring in 18. But look, spring in, in 19 was totally different. In February was probably the best February that we've ever had, Emma Louise, for grass management. Cows were out full-time day and night and look it's after turning trickier in the last fortnight in March but like February was a phenomenal February and it gave us a brilliant start to 2019. And you know you allude to the, the start and the end of the grazing season be quite difficult what sort of soil type are, are you on here is it heavy free draining? Look, it's, it's heavy enough soil, Emma Louise, but I suppose, look, that, that just creates a challenge. It, it doesn't really create a, a huge problem. Um, I like to see problems as challenges because the definition of a challenge is something that you can overcome. Um, so, look, we, we set about it that way. You know, if we have to do spur roadways, if we have to walk to the backs of paddocks, you know, if we have to go out for three hours, you know, and back in again, you know, we have to do that. And, look, we're still learning on that. You know, we've probably made one or two mistakes in the last fortnight, but I suppose, look, we'll learn from that and we won't make them again next year at the end of the year. Um, so, look, the, the, you know, we, we try to work the grass as much as possible um and look it, it is a challenge on some of the soil that we're on here um but look we still really see the benefits of the grass and we do our best to try and have them out as much as possible so you mentioned spur roadways three hour grazing that's really kind of the on off um i suppose the on off traits on farming um are you generally do you do that for long in the spring yeah, sure. I suppose we've had to do it for the last fortnight, Emma Louise. Really, we like you'll only do it when you have to do it because, um, you know, I suppose it's it's more important to try and get the cows onto grass and get them settled. But you have to work with what conditions are there. You have to work with the weather that's there, and if that means just three hours on, three hours off, and the cows are hungry going onto it, you know, I mean, look, grass is a much better feed than any other, um, you know, any other roughage that the cows are be eating at this time of the year. Um, but for the health of the cow. And I suppose, you know, also for the for the milk that the cows are producing as well. Um, so, look, we, we've seen the benefits of that over the years. And that's why we, we, you know, we'll do our very best to try and get the grass in the cows' diet each day of the year. And I suppose it just, it's just, it's a bit of extra work for the farmer. But I guess you've alluded to it, you know, it, it's two weeks. You know, it's not a, a long time in the grand scheme of things. And then if, if we look at grass then, you know, you're talking about as good quality feed. It's a cheap feed, right? Um there's lots of KPIs that we can talk about, but in your mind, what are the main KPIs for you to, you know, in terms of targets for you to achieve in relation to grass? So look, Emma Louise, the, the important point for me would be that the, the grazing season probably, you know, starts in August. You know, it's, I mean, it's that probably second last, you know, grazing round that's very, very important because you must get your clean outs right. You know, you have to have, you must extend your rotation then so to make sure that you reach your targets, you know, for, you know, when you're starting your last round. So, and we have to be very careful not to end up with too much grass, um, Emma Louise, you know, um, facing in the end of September either because if ground conditions are getting sticky and messy and stuff. Um, so look, we, we'll try and increase the rotation maybe by two days a week. In, in August we'll try and get to the you know the 30 days by you know maybe 28 30 days by the first week of September um, you know and we'll probably go to a, a farm cover maybe of you know 1200 um, 
of an average farm cover facing the end of September, which would probably be our peak. We probably don't want to go any more than that, um, you know, because I suppose, look, at that rate, you're going to be into covers of, of you know, two, 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 three. We don't want to be any, we certainly don't want to be two and a half and trying to graze them, you know, in early October. Um, but we'll probably go to that 1150, 1200, um, so that we'll be able to extend our last rotation, which normally begins on the 10th of October, and we can extend that out into 40, 45, maybe to 50 days, you know, and I suppose, look, that really sets us up then for the following season again, you know, you get your closing cover right, you know, and I suppose, look, a winter we've had this year, we've had, you know, brilliant growth rates, you know, probably average 10, 11 growth rates over the winter this year, you know, and it gives a massive opening cover. Never before saw the amount of grass on the farm that we have this um, spring, you know, which even in turn this spring, you know, allowed us to get dry cows out for a period as well in February and stuff. So, look, you, you do these things to, you know, to, to manage the grass as well once you have it there. Um, so look, moving into the springtime, you know, again, your your KPIs or your your targets you need to be achieving is, you know, you, we're trying to get, I suppose, our 35%, you know, grazed off in February. Um, we might have been slightly behind it because we tried to graze one or two of the heavier covers that were on the wetter grounds, you know. Um, and then, then your your next one is maybe by Patrick's Day to try and get, you know, your 6 or 65% um, again and look you're trying to have the full first round graze by the first week in April um, and look we'll just measure that now over the next two weeks and if we have to extend that a small bit we will and a lot depends on the growth rate in the next fortnight um, look after that Emma-Louise to try and get your you're quite correct in, in trying to get your 10 grazings per year uh, in each paddock but look, that, that can be difficult as well. You really have to be on the ball every day and you need to get your two short rot rotations as well during the May-June period. So so look, it creates a challenge, but I suppose, look, um, it, it's, I'm much happier putting up wires and you know being outdoors than actually doing cubicles and, and feeding outside inside. So um, look, let, let, let's see um, let's see how this year goes. But I suppose, look, we seem to know the basics at this stage. We know kind of what works. And I suppose it's just go out and, and meet them challenges now. And you mentioned the t 10 grazings per year um, for each paddock on the farm. What sort of uh, grazings have you achieved? I know 2018 was a difficult one, but if we look back to 2017, how many grazings did you achieve? Yeah, sure, Emma-Louise. We've had some paddocks at 10 grazings probably for a number of years at this stage. Um, I suppose going back maybe even three years ago, I never actually believed before that you could actually graze the full year without either topping or mowing a paddock. And I suppose maybe three years ago, we had five or six paddocks like that. Two years ago, I think we had 10 paddocks. And last year, I think there was only two paddocks that we actually took out for bale silage off the, off the milk and platform. So, you know, to come, you know, over the last five years to have decided like this, you know, that a paddock now doesn't have to be topped or mowed once you actually graze it properly, um, you know, is, it, to me is brilliant progress. And it's probably something that, you know, that I suppose that every farmer probably should be doing at this stage to, to making sure that there's no waste to grass. I mean, this is the biggest thing going forward that it's, it's, even though grass is cheap to grow, it still is a cost to grow. And I suppose, though, know, you, you can't afford to waste and, you know, such a valuable product like that. And if we can move on then and we look at the cow's diet, you know, you're, you're very kind of pro-getting the cows out once they calve. So you're looking at a grass as the main component of the diet. But the silage will come in at some points into the diet and concentrate is a feed that we would use quite regularly in the dairy cow diet. If we look at the overall year, what sort of concentrate and silage would you be feeding the cows? Yeah, sure. Well, always look, the, the silage will only come into the milking cow's diet. And, you know, if, if we're really, really short, we'll always, you know, in, put in the ration first of all. You know, I suppose excluding last year, Emma Louise, our, you know, our ration is probably around 400 kilos a cow over the year. We'll never feed more than two to three kilos in the springtime. You know, and look, we'll feed it in the back end when we're probably getting a response as well. When very little ration is fed over the summer months, you know, we'll probably have to feed a set of point one or point two. It's maybe mainly to encourage me out of the field. You know, I suppose, look, I mentioned it, you know, there already that, you know, you don't, you don't really want to be feeding and then wasting grass outside in the field. Uh, it's very important to have a green... Um 
you know, a green butt in the grass at all stages, that, you know, you, you, you graze at the right time, you graze at the 13, 1400 cover, and that you're not wasting any material outside. And look, if you have to feed a bit of extra ration and you're not wasting any material outside, look, that, that's okay. Um, silage will only come in, you know, at the real last resort because, um, you know, si silage will just knock production and it'll knock solids as well. And if we look at soil fertility then, and this is something like we've talked about a lot on the podcast because it, everyone seems to come back to it when, when they're talking about the grass story. Is it challenging for you having a heavier soil type? Yeah, I think, look, I think soil fertility is a challenge for everyone, Emma Louise. Um, you know, you must start with the pH, which is, which is the lime status. You know, the pH has to be correct, you know, between 6.3, 6.4. You know, even 6.1 is probably not good enough, you know. Um, the, you know, if the pH is not right, no matter what fertiliser you put out, you're probably going to get 70%, um, you know, response from that. And look, fertiliser is a, is, a, is a big cost on a dairy farm nowadays as well. So you must start with the pH, you must get the lime right. And look, we've been, we've been really working on that over the last number of years. And look, we've been working on the P and K as well and working within the allowances and stuff and look we, we've seen now there's no restriction on the K and we've we've I suppose most of the farm up now with the dark green and look I suppose look fair play to Togus as well the the, the colour coordinate maps have been brilliant in actually um, focus on our eyes and sometimes it's the simple things that actually will focus you where you realise suddenly that the white and blue fields are certainly not the way forward and everything needs to be green at this stage um, and look I suppose we've learnt a lot with the maps as well and I suppose as we look around the yard today, John, and we've been out with the cows grazing, you know, um, it's impeccably clean, particularly for the given the time of year it is. And I mean, um, the heifer calves are inside nestled into um, uh, a bed of straw. Um, I suppose looking around the yard, you're opening up the farm at the end of the month um, for, uh, you know, as grass 10 champions. What can people expect to see on the day if they travel? Yeah, that's right, Emma Louise. There's an open day at the end of next month. Um, um, yeah, I suppose. Look, um, look. You mentioned the heifer calves. I suppose. Look, and we'll hope if, if next week's weather settles as well, Emma Louise, the Dale hit grass as well next week. Um, I suppose you know we, we'll hope that I suppose at that stage everything should be calved. Um, we'd probably be you know maybe a week to two weeks away from the start of breeding. Um, so I suppose look. Um, you know, a lot will depend on the weather in the meantime. But I suppose we probably should be very close to starting our third round of grazing as well at that stage. Um, um, so look, let let's hope that you know we'll see a you know a. A herd of crossbred cows, I suppose, at this stage grazing, you know, ideally on a 24 or 36 hour block at that stage if we could. Um, and, you know, with all cows calved and, you know, all heifer calves gone to the to the out farm. Um, and I suppose, look, hopefully with, with spring milk production, you know, in, in full peak even at that stage. And, and, and hopefully we should be supplying good solids as well at the time. That's great. Thanks very much, John. We look forward to the open day on Wednesday, the 24th of April. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to John McNamara for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.